Good morning. It's Thursday, the 7th of April, 2022. It is um, 8 o'clock in the morning and this is um, episode 15. So welcome to episode 15 of Our Small Holding Life, Warts and All, um, where I basically uh, tell you what I do all week long. That's basically it. And with a few musings in between and some thoughts on how things are in the world and what I'd like to do about them, um, what I do do about them in my own little space. Um, yeah, that's basically uh, what it's all about, really. I thought I'd go back to a touch of nostalgia at the beginning introduction uh, with the teacup. Often I forget to do that or I, um, you know, I just think, or I don't do it or whatever. But anyway, I thought I'd go back rather than the ornamental introduction today uh that's because the reason is i've made myself a cup of tea because i as i said it's eight o'clock in the morning just gone and i'm going to sit down now for an hour and a half and watch a um a video uh we uh with the flowers from the farm organization uh they got in touch with um a chap called shane Connolly, who some of you might know his name um and organised a charity fundraising event whereby he does a floristry demonstration um, and the money raised, you pay to watch it, and the money raised um, is going to Ukraine. So, um, and he agreed, which is great. And uh, so I'm going to now sit down and with my cup of tea and I'm going to watch that for the next hour and a half because uh, I, I couldn't watch it live last night because I was at Flower Club. And by all accounts, it was an amazing um, presentation. So I'm really excited to watch that. Uh, Shane Connolly, the reason why you might know his name is, is he did the flowers for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge um, for their wedding. Uh, so um, he's high profile um, and it will be a great experience to watch it. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity from Flowers for the Farm from the farm uh for organizing that so uh yes i'm very excited to watch that in light of the fact that i couldn't go on my other course <laughs> i thought well i might as well do this and uh that's what i'm gonna do last night i did my flowers at flower club um as as i said it didn't turn out as i thought it would uh but interestingly enough um lots of the ladies said that at the at the club and lots of them most of them, in fact, I think all of them, even the more experienced ones said they'd never done a parve before. Um, one or two of the more experienced ladies uh, was beautiful, obviously. Um, but the rest of them, they like, yeah, it didn't really turn out how I envisaged. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. It's good enough. It's, you know, it'll sit on my table. It looks pretty. Um, but it's not how I thought it would turn out. And then I, and that, and that's all good. You know, that's good practice because I now realise that my container was totally wrong for what I wanted to do because I, I had some tulip that was just about to open. And I, I thought that I would be able to push them down far enough so that they would be level with the rest of it, but I couldn't. So they stand proud. So, um, little things like that. And they stand proud because the side of the, con the vessel that I used it was sloped. So I couldn't get them down any further. So it, that's a learning curve. That's all part and parcel of, um, you know, doing it and seeing how it goes and learning from it. So, yeah, so that's good. So 
Uh, without much further ado, I'm going off to drink my cup of tea and watch my video. And um, the weather's pretty much the same as it was yesterday. It's not raining at the minute. It was, um, I say yesterday because I published this last week, didn't I? But last week, you remember at the end of the week, it was raining, windy, moody. It was horrible weather. Um, not much has changed today except it's not raining. Uh, it's still very windy and moody out there. Um, a tad cold, although not not freezing. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to watch this video first and then I'm going to see what the weather's doing and then I may um, pop outside. I've got some, um, those ranunculus corms on my windowsill. They've been soaking for 24 hours now, so nice and plump. So I'm going to set up somewhere to um, plant them and I probably, I've got some large like like recycling bin type square boxes. I might get a whole load in there and again, keep them inside because I want to bring them on as quickly as I can really because um, running out of uh, growing time, you know, not running out of growing time, but really want to get some flowers moving along um, so that I can concentrate then on getting veg and things in the ground, which I still haven't done yet, um, but I will. It's mid-afternoon. And I am in the greenhouse, although the sun is out and it's quite hot in here. It's uh, 27 again today. Um, but outside the greenhouse, it's horrendous. It's, I mean, it's dry and it's not cold, but the wind is savage, to be honest. For April, it's a savage wind. Um, and uh, although I was going to watch that video this morning, um, it wasn't available until after lunch. And so I came out in the greenhouse and I did um, planted some the ranunculus and uh, what else did I do? I did do some other things. I put it on some tomatoes, um, various things. Everything's growing nicely in here now. Uh, and then I uh, went back in, had some lunch, sat down. And I, I thought, well, I'll come back out and I'll just start plant, um, sowing some courgettes and uh, cucumber plant uh, seeds get them underway but actually it's a bit warm in here uh, and because I have to keep diving outside for pots and um, water and things like that it's just you're just getting buffeted the whole time um, in uh, even in here the the, the, the noise is uh, it's calmed down just a tad at the minute but uh, even in here, the noise is just constant. Just a constant noise of wind and things rattling and moving. And um, and if I open the door and go out there, you can you can hear how you can hear the trees. <laughs> it's just completely nuts. Um, it's really quite savage today. Uh, so not very nice working conditions for outside at all. Um, I'm aware that it's probably nothing compared to some places, but uh, you know, when people, some people live in windy areas, windy countries, and I think, oh, I couldn't do that. It just, you just never get any peace at all from it. But uh, I've done that now, and I'm, it's a bit warm in here, to be fair. So I'm going to dive back indoors and maybe watch the news. I think from the twins, and that will be coming soon. So have a little break before they come. It's nearly six o'clock and the twins and Mia and everybody's just gone. I'm exhausted now. Um, John's just gone off to uh, deliver a tray of eggs to somebody. Um, one thing that keeps cropping up um, locally, this is, is that our um, uh, 
Well, I say locally, a local, one of our local councillors, who's amazing, by the way, um, is uh, f- been flagging up the meals at... Um, so Oxfordshire County Council voted to have all of their uh, council meeting um, food, meals, meat-free. So, uh, obviously, the majority of them must have voted, but uh, the other lot, and I think the total was about 18, didn't want, you know, they wanted a choice. Um, and so he was sort of saying about it on social media, which, I, you know, I agree. I think, why would they take away the choice completely um, from other people? Uh, seems bizarre not to have a mix, you know, um, for everybody, uh, it just like it smacks terribly of, um, you know, do as I do, uh, because I say so. I think, um, and then today, <laughs> the local paper had picked up um, on the fact that they'd had a lavish lunch. I mean, I'll put the word lavish in inverted commas because it was sandwiches and fruit and stuff like that, but. Um, and they'd photo they put a photograph on in the paper, and um, at eighteen, this is where I get the eighteen from. The eighteen councillors uh, walked out and went for a pub lunch to, that they paid for themselves. Now this lavish lunch was free; it's free for councillors. So a uh, well, we're feeding councillors lavishly apparently <laughs> for free, uh, which. Um, you know, seems not quite right in this day and age when ev- when everything's going up and there are people who are struggling to feed themselves. Because on the whole, councillors, they're not people who are struggling. You don't usually get people who are struggling on the breadline on the council, do you? Um, so, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't sit too well with me, really. It's, and it's gone on for time, but... It just seems like maybe now is the time to end that and councillors bring their sandwiches, their own sandwiches or lunch of their choosing with them. Maybe be a good idea. And the other thing was, as the photograph was, <laughs> that there was uh, platters of fruit. Now, exotic fruits too, you know, mangoes and kiwis and uh, pineapples and and all that. And I, I just think you so for your they think they're being virtuous by putting in this um putting in place this no, we're a no meat you know council but actually they're eating food that has been flown thousands of miles and this is one of the things that just doesn't seem to get through to people who are on this um bandwagon of uh, meat free uh, you you know you might be meat free uh, thinking you're doing yes I know I get it that you're you don't want to eat animals that's fine don't that's fine because like I said and I did put a, a, a public comment on that if this had been meat free locally sourced I would have thought good on you but it's not and this is where the problem comes because people fail to understand that uh, you know they're, they're, that okay they don't eat meat because they don't want to eat the animals but a lot of people don't eat meat because they think it adds to the carbon footprint and everything i think well, look at what you're doing you know think it through totally because uh you've got it you know back to front really um 
So one of my things a day on there, keep seeing this thing pop up. I thought I've got to comment uh, eventually. <laughs> I have to comment because I don't normally. I just think, oh, let them get on with it. I can't be bothered. But I thought, you know, this is, it is ridiculous. That A, in this day and age, we're feeding, um, you know, counsellors for free. When, when everything's going up and there are people who are really, really going to struggle between having their heating on and eat, and putting a meal on the table. And B, your virtue is not as grand as you think it is because you've got, you've got it all back to front. So, yeah, that's me today, spouting off. It's half past nine, Friday morning. I'm buzzing. Um, I've finally managed to get to watch the video. I couldn't watch it yesterday because uh, I don't. Know, I think they had some technical issues. You could have watched it live. I couldn't. Um, they had some technical issues uh, getting it out uh, at the time they said they would, but um, they finally managed to get it live yesterday afternoon. But of course, I had the twins, and then in the evening, Martin came round to play pool, and uh, Josh and Flo came with him, and. I watched a film with the grandkids while John and Martin played pool. So by that time, it was sort of like uh, getting on for nine o'clock at night. And I knew it was an hour and a half long. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to, I want to watch it when I'm fresh and ready. So got up this morning, did the washing up, did the eggs, put the eggs out, made myself a coffee, sat down to watch it. Wow, what an inspiration. I just can't even tell you how buzzing I am <laughs> and one of the things I, I was just thinking is that um I'm just so immersed in all things flowers now you know uh, <laughs> and it's the, the thing I'm thinking is it's strange how a journey that you just sort of start along on suddenly becomes um something enlightening and major because that's what it is it's actually I've just found a, a passion that um, I never, I didn't have before. I loved flowers and things like that, but just really didn't have the kind of passion that I have for all things flowers and foliage now. And w- even when I go out in the car, I'm looking along, you know, driving along thinking, oh, that would look lovely, that would look lovely. You know, I, it's just amazing. And um, that's also one of the things about the life that I chose here, or we chose, because I can do that, I can, but you can't, I mean, you could do it anywhere, but I can, um, you know, grow all of these wonderful, wonderful things to make the most amazing bouquets and arrangements. Um, I just still haven't got enough going yet, but all the time, I mean, I was making notes all the way through the, the link of all the different um, things that he was using that I haven't got here, you know, and they're quite common, you know, common garden shrubs like spirea, uh, and things like that it doesn't it's not they're not fancy just normal natural everyday stuff that grows well here brilliant i'm just totally inspired and i think one of the reasons i was inspired is because he he is uh he uses what i call would call natural form or free form not the uptight arrangements that you see uh in very many um floral workshops and things so i just totally inspired um his name's Shane Connolly I did say that I think in yesterday if you want to follow him on Instagram or anything he's just uh amazing um and such a lovely lovely genuine person 
that's that's what really came across. He's just a very genuine person as well. Yeah, I just so I can't wait now to go out and I just think I'm going to just spend all my days doing flower things. Um, yeah, I think I might have to get rid of the chickens and everything. I just don't really have time for them now, or or cooking or cleaning or anything. <laughs> it's just it's going to consume me totally. Um, yeah, just totally, totally inspiring and. Uh, I'm going to go out for a walk to see if I bring myself down a level now, but um, also to have a look around and see what I can concoct today with what I've got, because that's what I'm going to do. It's nearly three o'clock. I'm sat outside on my favourite bench, enjoying the sun and the relative quiet. Just the sounds of nature, mostly. Quite a bit of it cockerel and the turkey and the crows um i've been busy planting up well after i watched the video this morning i did do a little bit of um flower arranging just a little bit and then i thought i bet get on with some real work to be fair <laughs> so i came out and um i can't remember what i started off doing i did do something first but i can't remember. anyway then i uh planted up so where we um took the herb bed out and we now got lawn the other end of that bed has got rhubarb and asparagus in it and it's got a pear tree in there and some chokeberry bushes as well but and strawberries grow all over the ground too but I wanted to get some um, flowers in there because it's kind of the bit that you look at when you come in to the garden so I've got loads of things in pots and things growing on um, so I've been planting um, some lavender that Shelley uh, took a cutting of and grew for me. So I've got that. Um, some liatris in there, some heuchera, uh, some veronica, some penstemon, the penstemon cuttings that um, Martin's mum did for me. Some myrtle. I put a myrtle bush in there because I thought, oh, that would be quite nice. Um, and some amimagus in there. Just trying to fill the bed up, really, so that when everything grows, that there's not a lot of room. They're getting really noisy now on the animals. Um, there's not an awful lot of room for weeds. Um, not that I mind weeds. I mean, weeds feed the insects and that hopefully keeps them off of the flowers. That's the sort of idea, really, I suppose. But, um, yeah, did that. And then I sorted through all my pots of uh, stuff that's growing on um, and went, went through it all, put quite a bit out for sale today and... Um, went through everything and all, all everything that's been in there that hasn't taken hasn't done well over winter I've just now binned and uh, got that area a little bit more free ready to move the next lot on to um, the bulbs that I had like the tete tete and the uh, iris reticulata which is dwarf iris I've, I've moved them all now to um, near the orchard and they'll just stay there now and just um, die back down excuse me ready for next spring um yeah i've had a lovely time out here and i've been singing away to myself um which is quite nice nobody can hear me really so i can sing as much as i like really that's <laughs> that's the pleasure um i'm not so good at singing these days i did uh did do pantomime for uh, well nearly 20 years not professional it's a charity pantomime but every year um, which used to sing in and sometimes the solo which was terrifying but um, yeah I don't, I don't really do a lot of singing much anymore which is a shame really I think everybody should sing I, I often think this is my thing that um, 
if you're feeling down and low and things like that, put on music that you love because I think that will always... Uh, not melancholy music, if you love that. <laughs> but put on something upbeat and belt it out. That's... Uh, I think that sort of does do a good job of blowing away the cobwebs a lot of the time. Um, love music. Music is the food of the soul, I think, for me, anyway. But, yeah, it's gorgeous out here. Um, I'm just going to take my time to enjoy it for a little bit longer. I just sat here taking it all in. It's quarter past nine on Saturday morning. Um, it rained quite heavily uh, last evening. Um, and there was a heck of a frost this morning, um, which I wasn't expecting. Hopefully everything survived all right. If it didn't, it didn't. It's too late now. Um, although, one tip. If you are growing um, vegetables um, or anything, really, it what my dad used to do, if there was a frost that he wasn't quite expecting, he would get up early in the morning and he would go and water the frost off of the veg so that they... Um, I, don't, I haven't looked at the science of that, but uh, yeah, so you go out and if your vegetables are being frosted, uh, water the leaves and um, apparently that helps to um, save them from any damage. So there's a good tip for you. Not that I ever do it. So I think, oh, if, they're, if they're gone, they're gone. That's it. Um, yes, John's just popped off this morning to get some... Um, batten because i need to make some frames to make uh, for um staking plants so these will be like box frames that will go over the beds that then have um i've got jute trellis um that will go that will be nailed to the top of that so that the taller uh flowers that i have and like things like the, some of the annuals the cosmos um, and things like that, they get quite tall, so they will need some support. So they're supports. And also for things like delphiniums and uh, f- um, lupins and things, because I don't, you know, if we get a wind after this, I don't want them to break, uh, snap off or anything like that. So I've got to make uh, some supports for all these things. I've tried to make um, support my thing this year, because often I don't, and then things end up on the ground. So I made the um, peony supports out of uh, hazel and I've also in the front there I've got um, lots of canes with uh, twine wrapped around to support things like the the lupins I've got growing out the front and the delphiniums and anything tall because otherwise uh, it um, it, they can get blown over which is a real shame and I you know it looks messy now Um, it's like a lot of sticks sticking out of the ground everywhere but obviously once all the foliage grows you won't even see it which will be useful it'll just uh help the plants a little bit um i've been running around this morning like a headless chicken uh because um well first of all i got up and had a shower quick and then did the washing up because i never get that done in the evening too tired did the washing up somebody said to me the other day oh haven't you got a dishwasher no i haven't got a dishwasher i haven't got room for a dishwasher in my kitchen to be fair so um and if we had a dishwasher, it would just be, everything's always in the dishwasher, you know? So it's easier just to wash it up, leave it on the side to dry and then put it away later. Uh, get some washing on. Um, 
get some wash the washing that I put on yesterday out onto the line to dry today. But my main focus this morning has been sorting the eggs because <laughs> they're getting, you know, we are getting a lot of eggs. And uh, so I've got to push, push, push these eggs. So I have to push them on social media, push them as wherever I can. Um, I've now got trays of small eggs. I've got four trays of small eggs out there, uh, which have now reduced in price um, to £5 a tray. Uh, and I've still got two trays of medium in the back here. And the trays that I sell um, to people who do have trays, I've only just sold. So, so that was four trays. So I, you can see uh, the trays start racking up really quite quickly. I mean, the idea was that our old hens, you know, they seem to have slowed right down laying. But of course, come spring, they just keep laying. They lay a lot and then they'll, they'll wane off in, in the rest of the year, probably. Um, they're still not allowed out at the minute. There's still been another couple of outbreaks of uh, bird flu this week. So I have no idea when these birds will go out, if they ever will. It just, you know, they've got to look at this because... This is crazy. You can't. What? Oh, I don't even know where to begin with it. It's, what is the point of um, having birds that can't go outside? It just. Uh, it just seems really unfair on the birds. Um, obviously, you can't stop the migrating birds bringing it in. So. I don't. I don't really. Don't, it's not my problem to solve, but it is a. It is a, a problem that has a knock-on effect. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing this morning, running around here, there and everywhere, <laughs> trying putting notices out right down by the gate saying, we have these trays available today for this much only today. You know, please come and buy some eggs on social media. Rattle, 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 rattle everybody's cage. Do, you know, if you're baking, come and get some cakes and get some eggs. Um, next door, I've got an Easter day today. So I'm going to pop up there at some point today. We need some... Um, cat and dog food anyway, which is where we get it from, the farm next door. Um, and uh, funnily enough, talking about singing yesterday, and then in the evening, a friend of mine um, emailed me over uh, a flyer about a course, not a course, a day, like a workshop, um, a singing workshop for Beltane um, in the woods which I thought was brilliant. So I said, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. We'll give that a go. So like I said, I haven't done any singing apart from at home for ages. Um, I thought that would be quite nice to go and uh, in the woods and sing for Beltane. That would be um, lovely. So I look forward to that. That's at the end of the month. Tonight, I've got quite a lot of work to get done before this tonight. But tonight, well, I'm going on a... I'm very excited. Um, so normally uh, we we do fish and chips with my sister and my brother-in-law on a Saturday. And um, at some point, way back, a couple of months back, this thing popped up. And it was a, it's a, it's a trip on a steam train locally uh, with a fish and chip supper. So uh, I said to her, what are you doing on this date? Um, would you like me to get you this for your birthday? And we, because I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. So, so um, we're going on a steam train tonight on a steam train journey uh, with a fish and chip supper, which would be a fabulous. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hence why I had to do the washing. I had to get my jeans in the wash because I haven't got a clean pair of jeans at the minute because <laughs> uh, these have got dirty knees as always. Um, yeah, so I've got a lot to do. I, uh, I dare say people will be expecting rhubarb today because I normally try and pick it on a Saturday, although it's been a bit frosty. I have to wait for the sun to get on it before I start picking it because it's 
too frosty at the minute, even at, at 20 past nine. So I need to do that. Um, I, uh, I spent quite a bit yesterday looking at the flowers, thinking, am I going to have flowers for this weekend? And the truth is, I would have a few, but I won't... I'd probably have enough for, like, two little bunches, which I don't really want to do. When I, wanna, when I do it, I want to do it. Bam, here you go. This is what I've got to offer. Um, so I am monitoring the situation. And, of course, I don't have an awful lot of foliage because I never prepared for that um, in time. And though I do have a bit of foliage, it's not a massive amount. Um, but I do have lots of tulips. The tulips are coming up and it might be that the foliage still isn't ready and I might have to do just bunches of tulips uh, on their own. I don't know yet because the tulips are coming up and they will need to go out uh, for sale sooner rather than later. So um, that's another thing at the back of my mind always. Always things at the back of my mind. So yeah, that's this, that's the state of play this morning. Uh, and the kind of things are going to be up to today. Um, hopefully we'll get a few of those done and uh, see what the rest of the day holds for us. Almost two o'clock. I've just sat down for a little break. Uh, you can hear the tractor in the next field. I think he's dragging. Looks like he's got a drag on the back, dragging the field over. Uh, we've been busy this morning. Uh, busy in the egg shed as well. I've done uh, three card payments this morning, so just goes to show that it pays off. Um, I have been planting up um, red cabbage. Not very many, only eight plants. Uh, John doesn't like red cabbage because it's red. The cabbage shouldn't be red, it should be green. Yeah, go figure. Um, and I've also taken off the I had like a plastic cover on the strawberries that I planted and I've taken that off now and put a mesh cover on always having to cover everything always in mind that the cats are going to come along and dig everything up otherwise uh, what else have we done oh, I've, I've been pricking out some seedlings in the greenhouse as well John's been making um, some say some supports for my uh, garden but progress is slow and so far at the minute we've just got one yeah um uh, yeah well hopefully it'll speed up a little bit maybe get another one done but yeah progress is slow on that front at the minute um it took him quite a while anyway so yeah that's what we've been doing today um I, oh i planted a load of sweet peas as well so i've got a load of sweet peas in and i've kept some back just in case anything happens to those and they go all peak tong i've got plenty of sweet peas to go in if i need to replace those got them everywhere also been uh, watering and feeding a few things like the ranunculus that are in the polytunnel just give them a feed to zhuzh them on a bit um things like that and i picked rhubarb this morning to put out for sale yeah, so I've been uh, quite busy, and it's, as I said, it's now, what, two o'clock. Um, see if I can get some more planting done uh, before the day is over, because we've got an early finish today, because um, we're going out, so we probably have to finish around about four o'clock here, get everything done and dusted, and get cleaned up and get ready to go out. Yeah, so, yeah, we went round to, um, went round next door. This morning to their little Easter thing, which is nice. We got the piglets out and uh, pony rides and an Easter trail, and, and we stopped to have a coffee and a donut at the little um, 
little mobile coffee shop thing that they that comes in once a week out there. So it's quite nice, quite nice, and uh, saw a couple of neighbours. Always have a chat to people. Um, it was lovely and sunny earlier, and the wind, the clouds come over, and it's a bit windy, and the wind, windy now, and the wind is cold as well. So yeah, it's uh, not very nice at the minute. I'll just tell you about one last little thing I've been doing today. Um, so I made an observation, um, sort of late winter, early spring, that ladybirds seem to like to overwinter um, in the dyed back geum leaves. There's quite a few in, in my geums. So, and then I went out um, the front earlier and I had, I had to just have a quick look over the plants out there. And I got a, a rose out there, which has got green fly. And I thought, right, I know what to do. Go back to the GMs, which doesn't have green fly. Um, harvest the ladybirds and take them over to the rose that does have green fly. And then I was sat there. Anybody would have thought I was actually nuts. I was sat there watching this ladybird uh, discover a big, fat, juicy green fly and sit there devouring it, <laughs> which is quite funny. But, well, not funny for the green fly. But, um, yeah, I thought, well, I know where they are and I know where they're needed. So I'm going to transfer them over. So that's exactly what I did. Nuts, I know. Sunday morning. Um, frosty again overnight and uh, I open the back door I've got a half stable door on the back here I always open that to lean out and drink my tea first thing in the morning but there's a very strong whiff of fox right by the door so I think he must have been in there eating the few cat biscuits that John put out for the cat last night <laughs> absolutely stinks um, we had an amazing evening last night it was at absolutely brilliant and i highly recommend it um if you live near the cotswolds or if you're coming to the cotswolds um go to uh toddington station find out about the um, gloucestershire and warwickshire railway steam trains brilliant i mean it's all run by volunteers and it's a charity there's all, all the trains are maintained and um staffed by the volunteers absolutely brilliant all dressed up um beautiful old carriages uh, the engineering on them is just amazing even even the seats are all original spring sprung seats uh do you know the people were just so lovely um and yeah we got on this train and toot toot off we went up the line stopped at one place where fish and chips were bought on board um carried on up the line i think the last stop they got um, ice cream came on board what a way to travel it's so relaxing and uh seeing a bit of the countryside at sunset you know it was light when we went but obviously the sun was setting out the further along we got just just the most lovely lovely evening honestly i can't even i can't praise it highly enough definitely be going back to do that again because it was um just so nostalgic not that I've ever been on a steam train before but it was just a very gentle lovely fun evening it was brilliant so yeah I highly recommend that if uh, anybody's out this way that's um, definitely one to not to miss if you can 
book a day when they're or an evening when they're doing that um cracking so on to today uh as i say it's sunny it's going to be warm by the looks of it although it's cold first thing uh we've got some birds to clean out this morning that's we said last night that was our main task today is to clean out birds so we will get that done and uh not sure what else we will be doing i do i'd like to get a trip to the garden center if i could i'm obsessed i know um just to see what's about at the minute what's out uh yeah so um I'll try and squeeze that in at some point hopefully sunday evening uh half past six john's just out clearing out the rubbish from his van ready for another working week um I am in here, I've got the dinner on, uh, got roast chicken today with uh, carrots and uh, broccoli, like, they look a bit like a cross between kale and that, they're actually, the cabbages are left to go, I don't, actually I'm not sure, I thought they were cabbages but they look like sprouting broccoli but they're a bit stunted, anyway they look like a cross between sprouting broccoli and a kale so we've got those which I just picked from the garden for dinner um had high hopes for today getting stuff done uh that did not materialize at all um john got the chickens and that all cleaned out this morning then we popped off to get some shopping because we were out of quite a bit of things a few things and then got back and i said oh, i just want to nip to the garden center because there's a particular plant i'm still looking for um so popped over to the garden center found what i was looking for so that was good uh came back as we came back sam and luke and the kids turned up um lucy and mia stayed here with us while sam luke and george went off to the barbers to get a haircut uh they came back um we were in the front paddock and i said to john oh my god look at this the, the whole front fence has gone over you can there's a bit of a job to tell from my vantage point in the kitchen because it just looks like it's up but when we drove out earlier and turned that way um i said john the fence has gone over and i thought it was just a little bit when we went and had a look at it the whole fence is uh the the posts have rotted and it must have been in that wind it's blown it all it's just gone um unfortunately there's well or fortunately there's a massive lot of um hedging along there and trees uh so and it's too late now to cut those all back and get the new fence up so i said to john well we need a plan and he just stares at it blankly, um, which makes me cross because I have no input. Because I think he's frightened to death. I'm going to say I want you to get it sorted today. But uh, so basically what we're going to have to do with that is uh, pr- try and prop the fence up as much as possible. And then come autumn, um, get someone in to cut back all of the hedging. Oh, it's going to be really bare. Cut back all the hedging uh, and try and get a new fence up there going to be a bit difficult but uh, we're gonna have to try um then uh when sam and luke and that were here um my mum turned up and then she went and charlotte turned up and then charlotte was here and then shelly and martin all turned up with the kids so we really spent the afternoon with that lot so uh yeah i didn't get an awful lot done that i was hoping to get done but uh never mind tomorrow's another week
Monday mid oh no it's not yeah it is yeah it's Monday Monday mid afternoon I have no idea what day it is um I've been busy this morning uh first part of the morning um sorting out uh, QR codes for the flower bouquets um yes last evening John and I uh, we the egg shed that we used to have was small we moved that and he built a bigger one but we kept the small shed that we had which was like transportable and we put that back out there and that's where the flower's going to go because they're going to need to be shaded from the sun uh in in the summer so i put that out there and i thought right okay i will um start doing a bit of pr and whatever and uh went out and picked a little bunch of uh a posy of flowers like so for one of the jam jar poses that i'm going to be doing um so people can see what i've got and what it will be like and what they get for their money uh doing that and then also uh sorting out qr codes and printing those off and laminating them ready for the shed so that people can just click and pay um and then which always took me a long time so i was trying to get a poster done as well and then i went back on it and it all disappeared and you know how it goes uh and then i went out into the greenhouse to uh, check everything water everything um and then uh stoag came with some uh get the two field gates that we needed so they had been delivered so that's good and then i thought right okay i, I looked at my dahlias yesterday and there's they're big enough some a couple of them are big enough to start taking cuttings so i've got i took eight dahlia cuttings so far and uh i've got those i brought those inside and put them in the in the office but not in direct sunlight um so hopefully they will take um i've not done the uh the cutting where you take a sniver a slither of the tuber i've done the one where you just literally take uh, a basil cutting um without the tuber if that makes sense um and then uh, i thought well i better water the stuff in the cold frame so that was doing then i heard a noise went in the greenhouse disaster one of the top shelves which to be fair i cobbled together with a bit of wire to hold it up there uh had collapsed and uh luckily there was only one tray of plants all over the floor but um <laughs> oh no so they were upside down inside out and everything else so i'd cobble, get them try and salvage them whether they'll make it or not i don't know um i just won't have to use that shelf because i also got shelf underneath it which is all loaded with stuff so i'll have to well, i can when i've got time i'll take it all out try and mend the shelf so that it's not um so that it's a bit more uh, robust is the word yeah i'm just waiting for another delivery to come of vases um i've got to get the dinner on and then uh sometime this afternoon later um shelly's coming to pick me up so i'm going to look after uh, flo and josh at their house while shelly and martin go away overnight so um, John's like, well, will I have my dinner ready when I come home? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I've got to get some dinner sorted for him. Uh, and he will be in charge. Uh, yeah, so basically, also, it's, yeah, it sounds like I haven't done a lot. It's taken up all my morning. So on all my, until mid-afternoon. And now I'm just going to have a quick sit down and a rest before I sort the dinner out and everything. How come sometimes... Life can get so complicated over such a small detail. It's unbelievable. I've just 
spent the last hour scrabbling around. <laughs> but basically, going back when we first came here, <clears throat> we had no idea of what the actual postal address was. But obviously, we had to... Um, change all our documents and everything, including the bank documents and official documents, etc. etc. When so, we've got a first line address, and then Friesen Farm is like a sub address, and I always use Friesen Farm. But the bank, because we when we initially came here, they've got the first line of the address, which is Shilton Horse Hotel. Don't ask. Somebody else named it. So it the basically the full address is Shilton Horse Hotel Freeze and Farm. When I, for some reason, when I, I so I invested some money into an account and um now is the time I want to take it back out. So take it back out. So they asked me to provide proof of the uh bank account that uh, that it's going into. So I emailed off a PDF. Luckily, I have one because we have our statements come um, via email. This is another thing. Um, And uh, so I get an email back saying, sorry, that's not the address we hold on account for you. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go into the account and have a look. No, they've got, they've just got Freeze and Farm. (coughs) Well, do you think I can find any other document in PDF form that has the full address. No, I can't. Um, this is an absolute nightmare. It's because most of the other official documents that we have come here, like um, uh, oh, council tax and everything, comes on paper. Uh, I don't know, it just does. And when I start looking through all of the different things, that we've got all the addresses are like, Bits of this and bits of that. Isn't that include our water supply? Actually, just says supply freeze and farm. That's it. It doesn't say anything else. I'm like, oh, I, I know at some point I should have got that all sorted and in one thing. But as I said, I had when I, we first came here, I didn't know what the full address was, and um, I spent ages with the um, uh, street that you know in in every council there's a street name and department lovely chap sits there all on his own I think most of the time but um to try to work out what our exact address was <laughs> that's how vague it was um and eventually we came to that but by that time the bank had got just the first line and then over the years I we started to use the second line and I certainly use the second line just in terms of um Freeze and farm um social media and um anything to do with you know what I do here, so you can see it's all become a bit of a a bit of a glitch, and uh it's taken me ages try not only scrabbling around thinking right what have I got on p d f form that is proof uh nothing nothing is all not that I can find it's nothing there. um it's all paper form, so I've had to re email back and say, well, I actually did find one. So I've got, I sent one, whether that's going to be proof or not, I don't know. I sent a photograph of the um, council tax bill, uh, but considering they want everything in PDF, I don't even know if that's going to work. Failing that, I've said, I will have to send you physical copies in the post because I just don't have uh, PDFs of these things. (laughs) So, oh, what a headache. So if you're moving anywhere... Make sure you know exactly what the address is. Always use the same address. And the other thing is, the other problem is, 
as we do have a lovely address um it <laughs> but so many bits of it are not officially part of the address so we have Shilton Halls Hotel Friesland Farm and then we are also on the Hen and Chick Lane now that is not part of our official address really but John likes to use that so if he fills anything in <laughs> He writes Hen and Chick Lane. So you can see why everything has completely different addresses. Well, not completely. They're all the similar of the of different things of the same address. Luckily, they all have the same postcode, so it's not too bad. But, um, yeah, it's been an absolute... Uh, yeah, I just it's something I, I, I know I should have got sorted out a long time ago. Never did, and now it's come to bite me on the bum. But I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'll get this sorted, and and then I can get it all sorted out. Because going through the paperwork, I'm like, well, that's got a different address. That's got all all sort of variations of the same address. I don't know. Ah, uh, oh, dear. Half past three, Tuesday. Um, uh, I've just been. I got home about an hour ago from looking after the kids, which was lovely. Um, it's different waking up in uh, Shelley's house than it is here. Um, I got uh, the kids woke up quite early, about six o'clock, but that's all right. I, I usually get up around about half six anyway. And I was in the kitchen pottering about and there's all the busyness of the street where people are getting ready to go to work, putting kids in the car, taking them off wherever they go in. Um, obviously not school at the minute because it's holidays, but um, off to their daycare clubs or to grandparents or whatever. You know, people coming and going, uh, out, getting ready for work, to go out for work, which I don't get here at all. I, I mean, I, look, I can look out and I can see cars go past, but don't actually really see many people <laughs> so it's quite uh, totally different um yeah so I had a nice time with the kids played lots of games and watched a couple of movies and all that stuff and then uh got home at half past two and I've been whizzing around for an hour because tonight at six o'clock I've got something else on but uh I come in I walk in the kitchen and John didn't even wash up from last night and nor did he do the eggs from yesterday, so I've had to whiz round and do all those. I thought you could have bothered to do that. Since how I also rushed around yesterday in order to get you some dinner. Um, I don't know why I bother. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I was like, Gee, couldn't you even do that? And like, so I've done all the eggs which were left, and otherwise we need the buckets. He'll need the buckets when he comes back to do the eggs again tonight, and they'll still be sat the last eggs in there, so get those done and tonight at six o'clock um i've got family coming over uh quite a few because um sue's stepdaughter or sue's daughter kelly i'm gonna call her a daughter because um sue brought them up from a very young age um you know like like three and four so um and they call her mum um coming over uh before she flies back to america just so that we can have a little, um, you know, get together and a chat about Sue's life because Sue didn't actually want a funeral. Um, so there's no life celebration or, you know, no get together, which um, is sometimes quite difficult for people to deal with. Uh, it's 
feels very open-ended so we thought well what we'll do is we'll get together here um and just have you know a bit to eat a bite to eat uh, pizza really and, and and a drink and you know just have a chat about time old times and memories and stuff like that to kind of give us all a bit of closure i suppose um so i've got that tonight hoping it doesn't rain because uh it was raining this morning it's been fairly dry all day but you can bet your bottom dollar the hour that you want it to still trade dry it will rain so i've also been out the back just clearing the back a bit where uh junk's just been left on the floor um just in case it rains so that we can all nip in undercover so yeah uh, i think i'm gonna make myself a cup of tea now so it's 10 to 9 on a Wednesday morning. Um, yesterday evening, we had everybody round. Um, well, most people round, not everybody. Not everybody could make it uh, to say hi uh, to Kelly, um, Sue's daughter. And um, just really um, talk about sue and memories that we all have and everything which i think was a a great thing as she's not having a funeral um it's i think you know i think that's probably the way things might go in the future where people just don't have a funeral but i do think the people that are still here just need to gather and um talk about things just even in a very informal way like we just had pizza and um you know cider or beer you know and just chatted really about old times and things that we remember and just little things and I think it's uh just um you know it's quite it's great really I think it's a very nice informal way of saying goodbye um my youngest sister bought a candle and we lit the candle or she lit the candle and then at the end of the evening when we were all going um we stood and we all blew it out, which was just like very symbolic, really, um, and lovely. This morning, I <laughs> so I have my first paid bouquet to get together this morning. So I've been out this morning already and, and identified what what I want, and I've picked it and I've put it uh, in. It's now standing in a bucket of sterilized water in the dark, in the cool. Where it'll stay for a couple of hours for the plants to uptake as much water as they can before I arrange them into a bouquet and um, they are being picked up or delivered later today. Uh, That's my first one. I have another one to do tomorrow, (laughs) Um, which is great. Uh, And that will, I'm going to have a look around later and probably make a cup of coffee, wander around and identify a totally different arrangement with uh, totally different colours so the one I've gone for today is like white and lilacs um, with a pop of pink and tomorrow I'm going to try and get a more orangey uh, I've got I've, there's one or two tulips out there that are beautifully um, like a more on the orange side than pink and then I've identified some branches which I actually I might go and cut one today just to see how it holds up in water because I've no idea um, so a lot of this this year will be how does that hold up in water I mean hardwood stuff tends to hold up fairly well anyway so um, I just want to make sure it doesn't burst out into leaf because it's from the um, 
no, I want to say sycamore. It is a sycamore, sycamore tree. And when, if you ever look at a sycamore tree, before it bursts into leaf, has a beautiful um, burnt orangey tinge to all the little uh, buds. Uh, but when it bursts out into leaf, they're very green. So I want to make sure it's not going to burst out into leaf too quickly because that would uh, ruin the whole colour effect. Um, and then I've just uh, literally, I need to get a diary because I literally have my first um, booking for some wedding flowers. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to do wedding flowers and I had a discussion because initially uh, she said, I want white and green. And I said, look, I can't guarantee I will have white on that day. Um, so this is how my business works. Uh, if you want to guarantee white, you will have to go somewhere else that they can guarantee it. But I can't. I'll do my best, but I can't. And I explained to her how the business works, how the flower industry in the UK works, and that you have seasonal what's available. Um, and I personally have not, I know in the back of my mind, I have not put out any uh, white, I haven't got any white plants that will produce white flowers as such. I think I might have some liatris. And I may, in the mixed seeds, have some white cosmos at the time, but I can't guarantee that. So I've had to explain all that to her. But luckily, once she understood, she came back to me, she said, anything will be fine. If it's wildflowers, that would be absolutely lovely. It'd be fine, um, which is great. So, uh, yeah, so I've secured, and luckily it's uh, in a venue just literally two, three minutes down the road. Um and she just wants jam jar poses for the table. So nothing um, structured or extravagant or anything like that. It literally is just that. So, um, yeah, so I'm quite happy about that. I'm quite pleased um, <laughs> that uh, within, you know, the first few days of really this getting underway, I, you know, I'm um, making some good, you know, some sales already, which is uh, brilliant. Yeah, very exciting. Um, so exciting that I have not even planned what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. I do need to get in the greenhouse. Obviously, I wasn't here yesterday. Not that the sun wasn't shining, so it wasn't too bad. Nothing's going to have dried out in there. I need to get in the polytunnel and just um, double check the ranunculus that are growing in there. I need to... Um, Luckily, John's been sort of like overseeing the rest of everything, you know, so all the poultry and the rest of the farm thing. But I do need to sort of make a list of where we need to go because John tends to work even when he is working in his day job doing a bathroom. And he will openly admit he will do a bit here and a bit there. But I like to work in more of an orderly fashion so that he's not one that like does a job and thinks, right, that's finished, done. No, he'll do a bit, think I got bored of that, and go and do a bit of something else, which drives me nuts, because nothing's ever completed. And then it all just funnily gets completed at the end of it. <laughs> so it's like, but that drives me mad. So I want to make a bit of a list, so that he can look at the list and think, well, okay, I'll do that, that's a small job, I've got time to do that, or okay, that's a bigger job, I'll fit that in. And obviously we've got the Easter weekend coming up, so... Uh, We've got a nice long weekend and hopefully it'll be, the weather will be nice enough and not too hot. Because if it's too hot, then I'm going to struggle, um, <laughs> which is always the the downside of everything. Um, yeah, and so, uh, and I've still got beds to uh, to fill in, uh, to fill. Um, uh, so I've done the, the first one, which was, um, well, all of them are done except for the last four. So that one, I've now got some 
direct sown seeds in there and I need to go and check that see how they're going the first lot uh, the second lot probably need to go in at the beginning of next week and then the other beds are really for uh, perennials like uh, the delphiniums and the lupins and the chrysanthemums um, and things like that now some of these plants I will be keeping back in pots to put inside the polytunnel at the beginning of next year so that I can bring them on faster so that I have a longer uh, flower season but most of them will be going out into the beds so I really need to crack on and check that um, and uh, also I have peas so with the vegetable garden side of it I have peas to plant and I have some kohlrabi that needs to go in I did plant the red cabbage the other day didn't I yeah I planted that the other day but I have kohlrabi and then I've got some um direct sow seeds to go in like carrots and um, Charlotte came around she's got a little bed this year and she did her carrot her first lot of carrots and beetroot um on Sunday I think um but I need to get mine done so I need to shake my tail a little bit and crack on because uh, yeah it's all getting quite busy now it's uh just about 11 o'clock um and i've just spent however long since the last uh bit of blurb um in the greenhouse uh, there's quite a, there's always a lot to do at this time of year so you've got seedlings growing that then need pricking out and then once they've um put some growth on they need potting on um before they can start to be hardened off or go out one of the biggest um failures that people have uh when they're growing from seed is that they put their seedlings into too big a pot as if you put it into a small seedling into a big pot with lots of soil you had and then you wet that soil that's too much water for the roots the tiny little roots and so they will rot off very quickly so that's why you um there are stages and so each one just needs to be a, a pot that's a little bit bigger than the last pot uh, for however many stages you do that until you finally put it into a big pot or you put it into the ground um that's the basics behind that and that's i know a lot of people you know, see lots of seed, seedlings fail generally speaking um, because of too much water and too cold um, or not enough water and they've got too hot and then they will die but yeah so when you, if you're pricking out seedlings you don't don't prick out a tiny seedling into a big pot thinking well that that'll be fine because that's sort of the size I want before it goes into the garden because it doesn't actually work like that um the other problem I've got in the greenhouse is I'm like oh so I moved everything up higher because um a mouse was eating uh keeps getting in there i think it's getting in under the door um and eating various things like the sunflower seeds or the pumpkin seeds or the courgettes um now quite a lot of them i've managed to keep, keep under cover so they can't get away and i went in there and it's just eaten um I, I put them up high thinking it wouldn't get up there and it's got up there and eaten sunflower seeds and i'm like oh gee so i've now had to re-sow those and height and put them under cover so that the mouse can't get to them before they germinate um also nibbled some so i've got some uh blue lace flower they're called and they were coming they took ages to come up and they were coming up lovely and i just had a look today and so it's nibbled all the top two 
cotyledon leaves off, which means they won't grow now. There are still a few others in there. So I've, again, I've had to put those under cover so that they have a chance to grow. Um, even if I get just one or two out of the whole lot would be something. Uh, so there, these are always the problems. And my sister, uh, my younger sister, her daughter is doing a, a hundred challenge. A hundred? Yeah, something like that. And um, she's, I think actually she's doing 200, but she is planting or sowing a hundred uh, sunflower seeds. Well, the idea is when they germinate, you sponsor her. And when they germinate, the sponsor gets a, a sunflower pot. And anybody who doesn't want one, they will sell those. And then the money raised is going to Ukraine. Um, and I said to her yesterday, one tip I'll give you is you make make sure you get those up out of the way of mice being able to get them because they will just raid the whole lot of your pots and eat them because, you know, let's face it, sunflower seeds are tasty. So, yeah, there's always something trying to ravage what you're trying to do. And uh, I thought I'd sorted the mouse problem, but um, I don't think it's living in there, but I think it is getting in under the door at night and uh, there's a tiny gap, but... Not quite sure how I'm going to block that up. I'll see. What I might see is uh, put some things down, block up the gap, and see if it's actually living in there or if it's coming in at night. Um, yeah, so I'll have to do that. So that's what I've been doing this morning so far. It's quarter to eight Thursday morning. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, blah, 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 blah. it's, uh, I think it's going to be quite warm today, though it's overcast at the minute. Um, yesterday I continued to have a very busy day. Um, I did, I planted up all the rest of the, um, broad beans that I sowed in spring. So I've now got a bed of, um, broad beans that were overwintered which in theory should be far ahead of the ones that I have just planted which were sown in spring which was half a bed I didn't sow a whole bed uh so there should be like a succession of those that's theory but sometimes I find it doesn't really work they just all come at the same time um then I may then I did a bed of a whole bed of uh autumn king carrots and I then got some hoops, put the hoops over, netted it all up so that um, the cats can't get in there and dig it all up. And also keeps away the carrot root fly. And then all, a, also a bed of coal rabbi, which um, I also hooped up and netted and uh, that keep the cats off. And also keep pigeons off and cabbage white butterflies. So there's always something wanting to eat what you've um, grown. <laughs> uh so yeah, I've got those in now. I've never grown kohlrabi before. Um, each year I'll try and grow something I've never grown before. This year it's kohlrabi. We'll see what that turns out like. Um, I don't often have very much luck with um, sort of bulbous, swollen root veg type thing, if you like, because, um, uh, yeah, probably not very... They probably need a lot more water than I actually think they do, so... Uh, they tend to be not very big. I mean, sometimes you, you'll see gardeners who grow huge swedes and huge onions and huge. Well, mine tend to be sort of average size. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then it was, and then I came indoors and I uh, put together the bouquet that was going out later and got the dinner sorted. 
etc etc and then in the evening I had um an online sort of um thing with one of the flower groups so it's quite interesting actually it was very interesting to be fair um and it was uh, about the psychology of gardening and uh the late, I can't remember what her name was, Sue Smith something or other. She uh, had written a book, um, done a lot of research into, uh, she's a psychologist, and into gardening and how it helps people and how it helps people mentally, um, physically, uh, if there's physical disabilities, mentally for things like PDSD. PDSD, is that right? P, yeah, something like that. Um, PTSD, yeah. Or PTDS, either whichever one it is, post-traumatic syndrome disorder is that the one? Um, <clears throat> and uh, also, um, you know, anybody like that, if it, how it helps them mentally, and the reasons why it helps them mentally, and why gardening um, r- helps to release endorphins and so make you happy. Which um, I think, yeah, maybe maybe you can get addicted to that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, gardens in prisons and hospitals and even, which was quite fascinating, which I had, had no idea and I don't think a lot of people do, that during World War One specifically, they um, had uh, behind the lines, and this is on both sides of, you know, both sides of the um, opposing uh, um, soldiers, they would grow gardens behind the stacks of uh, sandbags uh, and they were you know she was showing slides of and they would get people to send you know family to send seeds from home and they would plant gardens behind there so it just goes to show that there's an awful lot um, that we find comforting in um, gardening in in whatever way we do it either flowers or vegetables or um, just cultivating in general I think gives people a purpose so yeah it was that was quite fascinating um and that sort of finished look quite uh, mid-evening really late evening and uh by that time I was absolutely whacked I literally fell asleep not long after that <laughs> so I was really tired yesterday but that's it for this week um so thank you for listening um I'm into a new day I've got another bouquet to make today which I'm just going to do the washing up go out and then pick all the bits and pieces let them stand for a few hours and then uh, probably I've still got some a bed of beetroot to uh, to sow, um, and have a look and see what else I can get sowing. I probably some lettuce, although it, um, it's a bit tricky at this time of year because I'm not fully always in the polytunnel where I would grow the lettuce, so I might forget to water it quite a bit. Because I don't once you start going in there all the time, it's not a problem. I wouldn't forget, but and I don't tend to grow it outside to just get eaten and ravaged by everything. So waste of energy that is. Uh yeah, so um actually that was a, one of the interesting things that came up in that in that thing about the t- about two energies coming together, and that is the dynamic in- energy of nature and the energy of the person gardening, which um I found quite intriguing that. That was quite intriguing for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe I'll figure it out one day. But yes, thank you very much for listening to this episode this week. And I will catch up with you again next week. Bye for now.